Writing fiction is the act of weaving a series of lies to arrive at a greater truth. Khaled Hosseini. Bending Not Breaking, the Dragon Prince edition. Episode 7, The Dagger and the Wolf. Episode 7 of Bending Not Breaking, the Dragon Prince edition. We are glad you are here. If you're here for just the Dragon Prince, thank you for listening. And let me tell you that we have three seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender with special guests, including authors, voice actors, mental health professionals, and more. And if you like these episodes on the Dragon Prince, hopefully you will enjoy uh, the Avatar episodes as well. In addition to that, I also hope that you'll enjoy The Legend of Korra, which, if you are listening live, uh, it's going to start next week. And so that's pretty neat. Legend of Korra starts next week. And if you're keeping track, uh, that means that you will realize that we have two episodes left of The Dragon Prince's Season 1 left as well. And so how are we going to do that? Um, What we're going to do is we're going to be posting the last two episodes on our Patreon feed as bonus content for our patrons and for anyone who wants to get access to those episodes please consider supporting us as we try to make our way in this process it's not the easiest and yet it is really fulfilling and so we're we want to continue doing it but we also want to uh have your support because that makes it a lot easier uh they episodes will be put up in the next month so you can you can find our patreon at bnb underscore pod conveniently also our social media handles and we have some really exciting things happening we do live episodes with patrons we have a small community of patrons uh on a facebook page where we interact we talk about the episodes choose between lenses and more also we release bonus content for patrons uh you know fairly regularly so there's more benefits than just the dragon prince on our patreon i hope you'll join us and support us and you know we just appreciate you for our patrons who are already supporting us you are the best you are so great thank you so much for continuing to help us out and make sure that we're doing a good job okay now that we have some of our announcements out of the way we'll move along to the joy of this episode Uh, today our lens is deception and that's the act of causing someone to accept as true or valid what is actually false so let me set the stage i love board games I think board games are a form of community building that invite us away from our phones and technology and they foster relationship building in a way that many of us have lost over time. And some of my favorite board games include Dominion, Hanabi, Wingspan, and a lot more actually, but I digress. Uh, One thing that is problematic though is the limited number of players with most games. Like most board games have a four-person limit and that's annoying. So what do we do with ten people for instance? And That changes the game, so to speak, Uh, because now we can't play the favorites. And so that brings in a whole new list of of favorites that can uh, accommodate more players. And some of those include code names, uh, Bonanza that can fit seven, the Resistance, Avalon, etc. And so now why am I ranting about board games to discuss deception? Well, 
Let me tell you about the time I vowed never to trust Sunshine, my co-host, ever again in board games, because he's the worst. Uh, so we were playing The Resistance, which is a game of spies and lies, and we, we were playing with 10 people, and that means that on a 10-person game, there are four spies that are unknown to the group, but known to each other. And then there are six people on the team of goodness and wholeness that are trying to not be, you know, not taken down by the spies. And so the group goes on missions, and those missions fail when a spy decides to tank the mission. But if they tank it, they have to make sure that they aren't caught, too. Anyway, there's a whole beautiful game that exists that are, is all around that. Anyway, Sunshine looks me dead in the eye and swears he will clean the house twice. It, and we, all, we live in the same house at this point. And he claims that he's going to clean it twice. And listen, I value this immensely because Sunshine improved over the seven years that we lived together. But let me be real, like cleaning was not his strength. And so I valued this immensely. And I, I know that he was like, this was big for him to commit to this. And so here's the deal. I, I, I trust him and we get to the end of the game and he's on my team. We play again though, right? And Sunshine looks me dead in the eye and says he's on my team again and swears again. This time I didn't notice this, but it was without the caveat. Um, and I, I, for me, I just, I thought that I heard it again. I thought maybe I was just living in the, the, the joy of winning the prior game. And anyway, the entire game, I defended him and I supported him. And at the end of the game, I saw him turn over his card to reveal that he was a spy and I lost it. He laughed. He chortled. He did all the things that taught me in a smug little way. And then I learned my lesson to never trust him ever again because of his ruthless deception and his, frank, frankly, his betrayal of our friendship. And so, um, you know, I, I'm not going to say I, I, I hated him for a little while, but I did. Um, it was rough. I, uh, I, I still don't trust him to this day in, in games. So watch out, y'all. If you ever play a game with Sunshine, know that he's ruthless and cutthroat. That's all I'm saying. Uh, anyway, uh, so as I watch today's episode of The Dragon Prince, what I want to do is kind of just identify what deception does to relationships. And that's that's why I tell you that story. So let's dive in. Uh, but first, before we really dive in, we got to do a recap. So I'm going to do a quick, 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 as fast as I can, and then we're going to move on into the, the fun part. So a recap. First, we got a recap. Here we go. Three, two, one. Okay, so the trio ventures to the mountain village because they need help to save the egg because it's dying and then snowman or snow elf and then Rayla becomes a human Rayla with perfect disguise to deceive the village and then upon entering the village they see a sunforged blade whoop some butt in a challenge and then the boys go to a normal vet and then you know hide the egg but then they show the egg and then he tells them not only possible but really the only possible way might be the top of the cursed caldera and they're like oh my god no 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 and then they leave and they meet ellis and ava and then learn about magic at the top of that healed wolfie and then rayla thinks the blade will be able to cut through the wrist binding so she finds the dude steals the knife it doesn't work then she thinks she's going to kill him and then she's like no 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 and she leaves the knife in the whole village chases them out of town towards towards the caldera meanwhile claudia and soren are scavenging for ingredients for a tracking post <gasps> spell tracking spell um, yeah, y'all, this is hard. It's hard to get everything in. I'm just saying, I just appreciate, I appreciate it more and more to get everything in in a fast way. But, you know, uh, hopefully you just watch the episode and you're all up to date and you don't need to rely on every crap. But that's beside the point. Okay, now it is time for the top five moments 
of deception that I pulled out. Again, the top five is not like in order from greatest to least or most important to least important or any sort of ranking. It's just the, the order that I happen to put them in. Um, so five moments of deception that I want to lift up and discuss with you all. The first one happens pretty early on. So Ezrin tries to cover up being sick and he's just been drenched in cold, like, and he tries to cover up being sick and Callum sees right through it. And I, I think about this because it makes me sad. <laughs> like deception, like Ezrin's doing this because I, I imagine he's doing this as a means of protecting the egg. It seems like he's almost like he's trying to deceive himself as much as he's trying to deceive everyone else because sometimes our brain protects us with with actions that don't actually serve us, but our, our brains have learned these, these things as protective behaviors. And so I, I wonder when Ezrin learned that covering up his sickness would help others. I wonder what... Uh, lessons he learned that taught him that. I wonder who taught him that. Was that something that happened in the castle? Was that something that does Harrow, when he was alive, does he hold back his sickness? And is that the modeling that Ezrin saw? Does Callum do it? I just, there's this learned behavior of trying to cover up our weaknesses and our sickness, especially, that really just makes me sad. And I'm like, y'all, it's okay to be sick. It's okay to need help. It's okay to need help. And so I just want to offer blessings to all of us who have learned that hiding our sicknesses from others is what we need to do. Uh, we can honor our bodies with honesty and accept grace and compassion and help from others and not be a burden. We can be who we are without being a burden. And I just think that that's something that I would love to model better myself. So I'm lifting that moment of deception up. My second moment is about human Rayla. Like, and so deception by acting human, right? And it's how do we justify certain acts of deception versus others? Like where does the morality line prevent us from deception? And, and to me, this, this act of deception by Rayla is perfectly reasonable. But I imagine that if you were to ask another human with, you know, that bias against elves, they'd be like, no, 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 this deception is an act of evil. It proves that elves are evil because they're de they're deceiving, right? And it's it just makes me question when and how and why deception might be something that's necessary, right? If it keeps us safe, then I would rather we be deceptive <laughs> and so I just it's hard it's hard to make that that call and the, the ethics around that are are convoluted and gray right it's not black and white it never is so that's just something I noticed that I wanted to lift up and one of the like a little I digress but a, a, a side note on this moment where she becomes human Rayla is it's interesting that the snow elf is non-gendered but a snowman is like, the, I think the equivalent would be a snow human, right? Snow elf versus snow human. But, like, I wonder if elves have gender problems like humans do. Like, does patriarchy exist in the elven in the elven world, right? It seems like both male, female, non-binary. I don't... We haven't seen examples of non-binary elves yet. But 
it seems like the presentation we've seen and we will see, at least by their gender expression, like there were both female and male elves as part of the assassin party that went to go after Harrow. And like, I just, I wonder, do we think it's more equitable in Zadia for gender queerness, whether that's male, female, non-binary, or anything in between on that spectrum? And I just, I, I question what that would be like if we were to be a little bit more gender inclusive. So that's just something to think about. Um, my third moment of deception is regarding this vet, uh, the the animal doctor, if you will. And so this deception from Callum and Ezrin, they're, they're trying to protect the egg, right? They don't want to tell him all the information, but they're trying to tell him all the information. And he's just like, listen, y'all, I, I can't help unless I know what's actually going on. And he really just gives this, this vibe that is trusting. And he says, I want to help you. I know you're trying to hide something. I'm not going to make you tell me, but if you want me to help you, I need to know. And I think that's just really beautiful. And like, what a great example of someone I would want to divulge important information in. That was just really beautiful. And so I just, again, a blessing for those of us who, who can listen and truly hear without judgment and without worrying about what will happen and what we, what we have to do if we hear certain things. And I just, I think it's really beautiful that this vet does that. Um, so blessings on, on those of us that can model that behavior. Okay, number four. Uh, I think I, I want to talk about just the, this idea of the cursed caldera in the first place because the deception of this curse as a means of protection, right? It's it's the same deal. It's this, this curse as a means of protecting the moon. Um, oh my God, I'm losing the word. The moon nexus, right? And so like this fear, this, this deception is meant to be protective. And I wonder how often are we prevented from pursuing our wants and our dreams because of a deception, right? Like the deception of this miracle healer covering up and creating all these these scary animals that create this, this cursed caldera uh, idea leads the group ultimately one to pursuing what would be a fruitless journey, right? Where they're, they're like, they get to the cop and they can't be helped. She can't help the, the egg. And then at the same time, like, it's a it's a form of protection to to save the moon nexus and so there's this like again this convoluted like do i do this do i do that like how many people are so desperate to be healed that they're willing to brave the the terror that is the cursed caldera there's just a lot going on that makes me nervous around this this, this form of deception and having a, a a lie be the protection um I don't know. It just makes me nervous. It reminds me like the Wizard of Oz, like, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> like, I don't know. Tell me more. What, what do you think of this moment? Help me understand it in a way that I can appreciate it more. What are your thoughts? Uh, share with me. You can, if you're on our Patreon Facebook page, drop a comment. If you are just a regular listener, you can be a patron, and you can also just tweet at us. Tell us on Instagram. Show us anything, uh, and we would love to hear from your perspective what your thoughts are on this. Uh, but that brings us to number five. Number five. Uh, Callum's deception in a prior episode is something I want to talk about. So the moment back in, I think, 
uh, I, don't, I don't know which episode, but when they're at the Banther Lodge and Amaya has them pinned and Callum lies and says she's a monster, Rayla is a monster, and this is the moment where Amaya fires Bo and an arrow almost takes Rayla out, but instead it takes her braid and pins it to a tree. And I think it's really interesting to see how we see Claudia and Soren find that. We see, like, it's really cool to see the far-reaching effect of one decision through multiple episodes, right? And that's so true in our own lives, too. We, we, we think about how one thing that we say can have consequences many, many days, years later, but this is an example, right? This this something that he will never know that this is how Claudia and Soren will find them, right? And it's so fascinating because he was trying to do the right thing, but I don't know, maybe maybe they would have shot at her no matter what. Maybe maybe it was predestined, if you will, but I just think about how the things and the actions we we take make a difference they matter regardless if we see the effect of them or not and so uh, i just think we have to constantly be acting with intention and be really um careful how we proceed okay so that is the top five what are moments of deception that you noticed if you caught something that you want to discuss with me and you want to talk about the dragon prince you can record a two minute voice memo and send it our way the arc of e at gmail.com and we might put it on an episode might not but uh we'll we'll do our best to do so because we want to have listener interaction on the show it always makes it a little bit more fun okay so we're going to take a short musical break and then we will come on back for our lens mvp our gratitude and just final acknowledgements see you soon Welcome back to Dragon Prince, Bending Up Breaking. We're glad you're here. Okay, so we are excited to talk about our Lens MVP today. And remember, the Lens MVP is the one who does the lens best. And whether that's um, they are the most deceptive, whether they are they handle deception the best, it's up to your interpretation. But the way I'm interpreting it today is I'm giving it to Rayla. And I'm nominating Rayla for the Deception MVP for various reasons. One, her human impression is worth every bit of a subscription to Netflix. Two, <laughs> uh, she's holding on to vital information that the boys are, and, and she's still not sharing it. And it's hard with King Harrow. You know, it's hard sharing that, but she's still holding on to it, and that's tough. And then three, when she takes the blade, she doesn't lie to Tristan. Um, and dis- like, despite his, frankly, bigoted behavior towards elves. And this is, so this is my nomination, and I'd love to hear yours. Like, who would you like to nominate? Send us your voicemail. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all the things. Uh, tweet at us. 
your nomination with an explanation and tell us why. Okay, and this brings us to the end, right? This brings us to gratitude, which is, you know, ah, the sweet joy of gratitude. I'm just, I love it. And today I'm grateful for Ellis. Ellis is boss. So that's just, that's like, I could stop there, but I'm not. So like, I just, I love love and I love her love for Ava. It's just so touching. She didn't see a crippled wolf. She saw a beautiful wolf, right? She saw a wolf that was missing a leg, but saw it with full of life, full of joy. And I think sometimes I give in to the pragmatism of her father, right? I I give in to the it's, it's going to be hard and it's going to be, there's a lot of trouble and angst and I don't need any more trouble and angst in my life, right? And I just lose the joy that can be found if we allow it to be, to be present. And, and Ellis gives me hope that I can find that more. And so I'm, I'm grateful for Ellis for reminding me of this lesson and reminding me what it looks like to cultivate joy right and i just i find that to be to be beautiful so thank you ellis and i'm grateful who are you grateful for again you can feel free to share and let us know we'd love to hear about it um remember you can always find us on social media twitter tiktok instagram all the things uh support us on patreon bnb underscore pod and to end our show i just want to thank the archive for hosting this podcast i want to be grateful for alex mayfield uh, Noah Blanchard, Kira Martin, and Max Gongaware. And even though I'm grateful for, for Alex slash Sunshine, I'm super not grateful for his board game tactics. Uh, despite that, uh, thank you all for joining me, and I hope you're well. And if you're going to continue to listen to The Dragon Prince, I can't wait to uh, see you as a patron. And if not, I hope that you'll listen to our Korra series as it comes out next week. Uh, here we go. Uh, A new adventure begins. Thank you all, and until next time, be well and do good.